Good morning, Next Level Church. If you're glad to be here, say yeah. Wow, yeah, wow, awesome. Man, it is good to see everybody, and uh, I appreciate those guys promoting themselves. That sure is great to have friends like that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, well, this is part four of our Act Now series, and all through the month of January, we have been spending our time uh, talking about how we make spiritual growth um, as effective and easy and strategic as we possibly can through the year 2009. And so each week we're, we're jumping off and, and running into to different principles and different ideas of how you and I take our lives to the next level this year, basically. The goal of this whole series called Act Now is that 365 days from now, next January 2010, that we would not, each one of us, would not get to next January and look back and say, man, I sure did miss an opportunity in 09. Man, I didn't grow like I hoped to. I didn't, I didn't become what I wanted to become in my spiritual life in 09. And so, so we're taking the first five weeks of this year to talk about how we act now, how you and I put in principles and ideas into place right now at the beginning of 2009 to be able to make sure that our life reaches the next level, so to speak, by next January. So I'm just excited about that. And, and let me say this as well. Historically, during this time of the year, what we would do as a church is we would set aside, we would designate a Sunday evening at some point here in January or February where that we would designate as Vision Night, where we would, where we would take an entire Sunday evening and, and talk about the vision of Next Level Church, where we would rewind and talk about where we've been as a church over the last seven years, where, where we are as a church, and, and what God did in 2008. Well, we decided as a leadership team that rather than, uh, than take a, a Sunday night and ask everyone to come back out, we decided that right here inside of our Act Now series would be a great place for us to have Vision Sunday, so to speak, where we, where we talk about where we've been, where we are, and where we believe God is calling us as a church to go uh, into the year 2009. It, so that's exactly what today is all about. It's an opportunity for us to reflect on the, the fact that God uses people just like you and I who are willing to be faithful and commit to the process and say, you know what? We'll act now. I can't even hardly believe that it's been seven years ago this month that Sarah and I and our then 18-month-old son, Will, loaded up a moving van in Indiana with a guy named Mike Ash and another college guy named Dave and moved away from the only home we had ever known in Indiana to, to come here to Southwest Florida and start this thing called Next Level Church. I mean, when I look back over these last seven years, I'm blown away. I'm just, I'm blown away at, at all that we've learned, all that we've seen, all that we've experienced. I mean, I, I think about the two-bedroom apartment that we lived in when we first moved here uh, that was not in the good part of town, but we didn't know that because we were from Indiana. And, <laughs> like, I think, about, I think about the dinners we had every night, Mike, Dave, Sarah, and I, around a little card table that my, my mom and dad gave us. That's where so much of the vision of Next Level Church emerged from. That's where it started was in that little two-bedroom apartment. I think about the coffee shop where we met on Tuesday nights from like February of 2002 through, you know, the fall. And I think about how that, how that little Bible study on Tuesday nights grew from four people to like 40 people until we were maxing out this coffee shop and we had to finally go a different direction. And I think about the movie theater at the Bell Tower Movie Theater, how we did 200 Sundays in that glorious, wonderful, dark 
theater. Unbelievable. I mean, it's hard to believe we did 200 Sundays there. Well, you know, from time to time, it's interesting because as I reflect back on the last seven years of, since we moved from the Midwest, from time to time, people will ask me, well, you know, man, if you really want to impact a community, why, why did you start a church? I mean, why not start a humanitarian organization? Why not start, you know, a community service agency? Wouldn't, wouldn't it be more effective to impact people's lives in our community that way? Well, see, here's the thing. It's interesting because as we study this concept, this idea of the local church in scriptures, in the Bible, what we begin to discover is that the local church is like no other organization. It's like no other business on the planet. See, the Bible makes it very, very clear that the local church, what you and I are a part of today, is the tangible, visible expression of the body of Christ that that means that when you and I get together, when, when you and I come together under the, the umbrella, the banner of a local church, that we literally become the visible, tangible expression of what Jesus would be like on earth today. Romans chapter 12 says it this way. Look at this verse. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. See, God has created the local church to be that entity where his people could unite together and accomplish things for him that they never could otherwise. The writer of Hebrews says it this way, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. See, I don't know what perspective you have on the local church. I don't know what experience maybe you've come in with today on what it means to be a part of a local church like this, but here's what we have to understand. Church isn't a place where we go once a week to hear a pep talk and be a spectator. No, church is what we are together. Church is that organism, not just organization. That we become when we all use our gifts and our talents and make a difference on the world around us. And that's what we are as Next Level Church. From time to time, people will ask us about our name, Next Level Church. And they'll say things like, well, what's your name mean? I mean, Next Level. Do you guys think you're better than all the other churches? No. Of course not. See, when we started our church seven years ago... The reason we chose Next Level Church is because it's based around this one simple principle that no matter where a person is in their life, no matter where they are in their spiritual journey, when, when an individual, a human being, comes in contact with Jesus Christ, that Jesus has a way of taking their life to the next level. And so for seven years, we have desired to be a church that has helped people take their next step to, to move to their next level on their spiritual journey. And whether they're a person who, who hates God and is kind of against this whole thing and they're like a negative eight, well, then we want to do whatever we can to help that negative eight person become a negative seven. To the person who's a zero, who's, who's not in the faith yet, we want to help that person step across the line to step one, to, to find their next level in a relationship with Jesus Christ. To the person who's been walking with God for 20 years, we want to help that person who's at step 387 find step 388. For seven years, we have been next level church. And the reason we have existed is to help people find their next level in Christ. 
That's what we're all about. I think about a girl named Colleen who was the, the first one to ever move off a of zero and become one. Who was the first person six and a half years ago accepted Christ in a service like this in our church. And today, six and a half years later, she's living on the east coast of Florida. She's serving in a church over there, still serving God, still loving God. And she was the first one. I think about the stories like that. See, Next Level Church has come a long way in seven years, but here's what we need to understand. It all started with a 20-something couple that had a vision to do something great for God in our city and the faith to act now. And see, because you're here today, because you're here, you need to know that where we've come from, you need to know what God can do when a group of people, even a small one, even just four of us, can do when people join together and decide to act now. So here's what I want to do. I want to rewind for a couple of minutes. I want us to go back seven years ago because I want to give us, each of us listening today, a perspective on God's faithfulness and the foundation that God has laid to bring our church to this place where we find ourselves. Because I believe that Next Level Church has been created for such a time as this. And my hope is that the story of Next Level Church today will encourage every one of us, whether we've been attending this church for four years or four weeks or 34 minutes, I think we're all going to look on and wonder at God's faithfulness and the foundation that he's laid. So let's do that. Let's recap. Where did it all begin? Well, it began on May the 12th, Mother's Day, 2002, which we later found out the absolute worst time of year to start a church is in the month of May. That would have been nice to know. It's in the book. Uh, Yeah, it's in there. Um, Sorry about the shameless promotion. It's in there. So... um, Next Level Church began on Mother's Day, May the 12th, with 35 people in the Bell Tower movie theaters. And by the end of 2002, there were about 75 or 80 people who were starting to attend Next Level Church on a weekly basis. And and that was cool, which, by the way, I'm going to talk through some number things here for a, a couple of minutes. But I want you to know there's only one number around Next Level Church that matters to us, and that's the number one. That for us, it's all about one person. It's all about one life. That's changed. And so this, what you will see on the screens around me for the next couple minutes, are just a collection of, of ones in our world, in my mind. But I, I want to show you this so you can get a picture of the faithfulness of God. So in 2002, we started by the end of that year, after seven months or so, we had about 75 or 80 people that were coming to next level. Then in 2003, we kept moving up from theater to theater to the bigger and bigger theaters. By the end of 2003, there was about 150 people or so that were, were on average, that were starting to attend next level. And then in 2004, boy, that was a fun year. We, we launched two services in the midst of the hurricanes. Anybody remember Hurricane Charlie, Francis, Gene? Are you kidding me? So we're like, whoa, two services. And people are like, where's my house? We're like, we don't know. Come to church. We'll help you find it. <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't know. It's a marketing tool. <laughs> Unbelievable. We, we acquired our first 1,000 square feet of office space. In 2004, we had four little offices in a great room, which the great room was like a 15 by 18 room that wasn't very great. But we're like, you can hold 12 people. That's pretty great. So we thought it was great. I don't know. 2005, what a good year that was. It was good to not be in 2004 anymore. And in 2005, uh, we started maxing out two services. Average attendance was about 280 people-ish. And we were just kind of hitting a lid at the movie theater, you know, and just doing two services and and just trying to crank as hard as we could. So then on, on Easter 2006... 
God opened the door for us to move from the movie theater after exactly 200 Sundays to here, to South Fort Myers High School. And so on Easter 2006, we moved into South Fort Myers High School with about 330 people in average attendance. And by the end of 2006, we ended up having about 400 people in church. And then 2007 was like a year of taking ground. First of all, we moved out of our dumpy, did I just say dumpy, 1,000 square foot warehouse or uh, offices and moved into our beautiful 6,300 square foot warehouse that we have now. So that was huge in 07. The other thing we did uh, in 2007 um, was our average attendance jumped up to about 550 people average. So you can kind of see how, you know, the thing just kind of keeps snowballing like that. And then there was 2008, last year. What an incredible year of next level church people acting now. See, in the midst of a down economy, in the midst of all-time home foreclosures, which by the way, congratulations, we're number one. We are the number one home foreclosure capital of the world. Nice. Awesome. Way to go, Southwest Floridians. Way to get yourself in over your head. Way to make unwise decisions. Way to do it right. Unbelievable. Okay, so in the midst of all of that, and the people like moving out of town because of like jobs, and they're like, I can't be a plumber anymore because there's nothing to plumb. Because everybody's foreclosing. In the midst of all of that that was 2008 that we all experienced and went through together, miraculously, God, look at this, Next Level Church average attendance from 5.15.07 to 7.45 in 2008. It's crazy. Yeah, woo! In 2008, we saw over 150 people either, one, make a first-time commitment and dedication to Jesus Christ, or two, rededicate their life in one of our environments here at Next Level Church. Over 150 people did that. We launched two services last January, and with that, we implemented our attend one, serve one culture and strategy where people can now attend a service and then serve and work in our kids' environments or other environments around our church and the other one. And what a phenomenal, phenomenal addition that one cultural strategy has been for us. Over the last year, I think about our youth ministry. In the last year, our student ministry, junior high and high school students, has tripled in the number of young people who are coming out on Wednesday. Yeah, on Wednesday nights. Not to mention our junior high environments called Morph that meet right here during both services on Sunday morning. It's been incredible financially. When every other church in our region of the country financially is off by 25 to 40% across the board in their budget, miraculously, (laughs) miraculously, in 2008, we hit our budget. Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah, uh, wow. In addition to that, we were able to, to pull some money from savings to do some other initiatives and go above and beyond on some of those things. It's incre- our cre- kids' environment, when the school came to us and basically said, we're going to need you to start paying by the hour per classroom that you're using back here, we, our, our family ministries department got together and said, you know what, rather than us spending $15,000 a year on rented classrooms that we're only going to use for a few minutes each Sunday, why don't we take these big, huge, free hallways and build our own classrooms? So you, parents, you know... Well, they're knocking it out. 
Never before has our kids' ministry been so stru- uh, structured that we can minister to young families like never before. I'm telling you, it's incredible. We expanded our sound and video ministry, as you can see here. Uh, outside of Next Level Church, our five weeks of, of community service in November and December of last year, we literally were able to touch and impact hundreds of people right here in Southwest Florida who have needs that we can meet, that we can take care of, uh, and not to mention a monthly support of ministries like the TLC. Sea House in Cape Coral, ministries that take in children uh, when their parents can no longer take care of them because of drug addiction or because of abusive situations, and the TLC House takes in those children for a period of time and loves them with the love of Christ, and we're a part of that. I think about our church planting initiatives and how last year in 2008, we coached 25 different church planters across the country. Today, this morning, right now, there are over 3,000 people attending church in a, in a church that we are actively coaching right now. Over 3,000 people in church today. In August, we hosted our Access Granted event where eight couples literally flew in from coast to coast, church planters of existing churches, and spent the weekend here at Next Level Church watching what we're doing, digging into to how we do it and what God is up to at Next Level. Some of you remember that? We had them stand across the stage today, or, or that in August. And some of you remember, and, and these guys, these church planters have went back to their cities and begun implementing the principles and the strategies that they learned here at Next Level Church. And some of them are launching two services in a couple of weeks. They're, it's, they're just, they're knocking it out of the park. In November, the Association of Related Churches, which is a fellowship of churches we're a part of, approached us and said, will you pilot a church planting residency program? In your church where pre-launched church planters who have yet to start their churches can come and spend a week with you and learn the principles that you guys are, are putting in play and are in the book, The Up the Middle Church by Matt Keller. By the way, where they can, <laughs> sorry, did I, whoa, what's going on right now? What, 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 what's up? What's up? Page 187. <laughs> so in November, we had four church planters, one from Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, one from Dothan, Alabama, a guy from Oklahoma City, and another guy from outside of Tulsa who came and spent nine days with us over two weekends studying and learning and being trained under so many of the principles that make Next Level Church what it is. And within just a couple of weeks, they're going to be launching their churches modeled after Next Level Church. With the ARC, the Association of Related Churches, together partnering with the ARC, we planted over 30 churches in 2008 across the United States. That's not even to mention missions. Last year, again, since we began, we have always designated 10% right off the top of everything that comes into Next Level Church goes right out to missions and church planting. And in 2008, we did that again. Listen to this. The total over the last seven years since we began Next Level Church that we have given away to missions and church planting because we believe in tithing, which means you give God the first 10% and he blesses the rest. We've given over, away over $300,000 in seven years to missions and church planting. Yeah! For all of you numbers junkies out there, listen to this. We started this church with $9,200. That means just in missions alone, in church planting, $9,000 invested in Next Level Church seven years ago 
has yielded a 3,300% return just in missions and church planting alone. Come on, somebody. Are you kidding? I think about last summer in the Dominican Republic that our teenagers went and we took a missions trip to the DR. And several of our young people, our teenagers' lives were impacted for for eternity's sake because they were seeing what God can do in a third world country. I think about our India trip in November when a team of eight of us from Next Level Church went to India and trained over 200 pastors and seminary students and taught them so many of the team principles and Next Level Church principles that have made our church what it is. That doesn't even include our monthly support to missionaries who are working in places like Sri Lanka, Kenya, Africa, Mexico, Vietnam, and the list goes on and on. And to think we did all of this for just over $760,000. Wow. Guys, I'm excited. I'm excited about what God is doing. How he's laying a foundation for us as a church. Which, by the way, we've got financial breakdowns. If you want to see those, they're going to be in the foyers as you leave today. There'll be guys who have those if you want to see that. See, here at Next Level Church, we have an open book policy. And here's the reason why. Because we know that when you give, you're trusting us. When you give, you're trusting us with your giving dollars. And I just want to take a moment and say thank you. I hope that you can see that we work our hardest to stretch every dollar that is given to Next Level Church and and stretch it to make the most amount of impact. See, here's the reality. We look at, at finances just like an investor looks at their portfolio. It's all about the ROI, return on investment. Now, of course... The return on investment for us as a church is not dollars and cents. The return on investment for us as a church is in the form of life change. It's it's in the form of souls reached, of, of people helped, of leaders developed. So when I consider the hundreds of leaders that we've developed in 2008 across the world, the church planters that we've trained and mentored and encouraged the, the church leaders here locally that we've trained and equipped and empowered, the connection groups that we started, the young people that we've had an opportunity to impact, the children that we're impacting. I am blown away by all that God is allowing us to do. So again, if you're one of those who's faithfully giving to Next Level Church and supporting this thing, I want you to know on behalf of every missionary we've supported, on behalf of every church planter that we've coached, on behalf of every teenager and child that we've impacted in 2008, I want to say thank you. But see, that's not all. See, I believe that all of that, the last seven years and specifically even the last 12 months, I believe that everything you and I have just gotten done talking about and celebrating has merely been put in place to create a foundation for what's to come. I don't have to remind you that when you and I leave this place and go out there, it's a pretty dismal environment, isn't it? And see, here's what I think. I believe it's quite possible that Next Level Church was created for this time. I believe that Next Level Church could exist for such a time 
as this. See, when the economy is high, people don't need hope. When, when everyone is happy and the world's wonderful, people don't need God. But when life takes a turn for the worst, that's when people need God. When life gets all nutty like the professor, that's when people start reaching out for hope. And see, while other institutions across our community are pulling back or running for cover or holding on for dear life, I want to go on record this morning as declaring that Next Level Church is alive and well, and we are poised and strong to make an impact in our community like never before. I feel like our president. (laughs) Guys, we're going to be a place in 2009 where people can find hope. No matter what happens out there, we're going to be the church where people can come in and know God is alive and well. God is not taken by surprise by this economic downturn. God is still on the throne. God is still in control of your life. We're going to spend our 2009 proclaiming that message of hope. We are next level church and we're advancing forward. Yeah. So what is to come awesome? So, all right. So what does that look like, bro? Come on, give us the good stuff. So what does 2009 look like? Well, internally, here's, here's what we're going to spend our time doing this year. Number one, we're going to continue to create the culture of connection groups. Six months or so ago, we as a leadership team got a clear vision of what true relationship in the body of Christ is supposed to look like. And so in 2009, we're going to continue to spend all of our time and energy and efforts rolling out that strategy for connection groups across every environment of Next Level Church. And here's the reason why. We are so convinced that people need relationship and connection in order to do life properly that all roads from here on out at Next Level Church begin and end in connection groups. So here's what that means for us. If you're here today and you need support, if you're looking for friendship, if you're looking for encouragement, then our connection groups are where it's at. I think about the connection group of of people that are dancing on Tuesday nights. That's that's Salsa y Merengue on Tuesday nights. There's 18 of them now at our warehouse every Tuesday night who are getting together and having a great time and connecting with each other. I think about our our married uh, couples connection group that's meeting once a month on a Friday night where young married couples can get together and rub shoulders and talk about the highs and lows of marriage. I think about a soap group for ladies that's meeting in a salon across town. See, our connection groups are where true life change at Next Level Church happens. This is fun and great and all, being together here on Sunday mornings. It's like, woo! But I'm telling you, if you truly want to experience the life change that Next Level Church has to offer, it is found exclusively in our connection groups. What are we going to be about in 2009? Number two, we're going to be about serving our community. Community service, connection groups. I'm telling you, 2009, Next Level Church is going to serve our cities like crazy. The five weeks of service that we did in November and December, that was just like a sample platter. That was just like chicken on a toothpick. I'm telling you, in the last week, since Lindsay and I presented our strategy and our heart and our passion and our vision for connecting with the needs of our community, we've had over a dozen people approach us and say, here's something I'm passionate about. Here's something I want to give one Saturday morning a month to. Here's something I want to give my life to. I want to start. We've had over a dozen people tell us, I want to start a community service connection group. This year will be the year that Next Level Church serves our community and the needs of our church like never before. And here's the reason why. 
Because we firmly believe that when we serve, we demonstrate in real time what the body of Christ is all about. What does 09 look like for Next Level Church? Number three, we want to begin preparing for our future concerning our facilities. Southport Myers High School is great, and I'll be honest with you, we love this place. But we also know that it would be unwise for us to have a church this size and not at least be thinking about and creating a plan for the future in terms of what are we going to do with all of us? You know, it's like the young couple, you know, that gets married and they're living in the apartment. And they're like, this is great. We could do this forever. We don't have to mow the yard. And then they have a baby and they're like, well, things are a little tight, but this is great. Then they have two kids and they're like, wow, look at those people with the yard. <laughs> right? You know what I'm talking about? Well, that's, I'll be honest with you. A couple years ago, if you'd have asked me, man, what do you think of the future facility? I'd have said, ah, look at this apartment. It's great. It's great. No yard. We don't have to mow. It's great. Today, I'm looking around going, well, you know, the kids are kind of getting older. <laughs> yeah, right? It's kind of spooky. So here, here's what we're doing. Our board of directors are highly involved in this entire process, as well as a group of about a dozen construction and real estate and business minds that are helping us to define exactly what that means for us. In terms of all of us and our involvement, uh, it looks like beginning to pray, and then it, it looks like beginning to prepare financially. See, here's the reality, guys. Even if the perfect building emerged tomorrow, we would need 20 to 30% down plus what it would cost us to build the thing out, retrofit it, next levelize it. Here's where we are. Over the last seven years, God has been faithful and through, through wise stewardship as well as some, some amazing one-time generous gifts from all of you, as we speak, Next Level Church has about $200,000 in a building fund, which is awesome. Our best guesstimate concerning the 20 to 30% down plus build out plus all of that, we think that number is going to have to be closer to a million dollars before we're going to be able to secure the kind of facility that it's going to take for all of the kids. <laughs> so anyway, here's what we're going to do. In 2009, we're planning on taking up once a quarter, the last Sunday of every quarter, four quarterly offerings that will be for future facility. So the first one will be coming March the 29th. You'll hear us talking way more about this and all of that. And so what we want to do is create an opportunity for all of us who call Next Level Church our home to be able to pray about and seek God and sacrifice and give above and beyond the normal tithes and offering stuff that we do every week. But once a quarter then, we want to be able to set that entire offering aside and say this is for future facility. And so, again, you'll hear us talk more about that, but, but I wanted to let you know that four times this year, we're going to be taking up a special offering that will be committed completely to future facility for Next Level Church. So what else is 09 going to look... Well, before we move on, let me just kind of recap because it's an interesting thing when you start talking about a facility that I can say one thing and you can even hear one thing and then you'll walk out of here and be like, what did he say? I think we're getting a building. Okay, time out. Let me, here's what we know. We don't know where. We don't know what. We don't know how. We don't know how much and we don't know when. But we do know then we better get about knowing. So that's kind of where we find ourselves. Number four, what is 09 going to look like for Next Level Church? Well, it looks like us stepping up our prayer initiatives in 2009. 
We believe that a huge component of seeing God continue to touch lives has everything to do with prayer. So one of the first things we're going to implement church-wide is a monthly day of prayer and fasting. We want to begin taking the first Monday of every month and setting that time aside to begin seeking God corporately for the future of our church. Now, I'm going to be talking more about this next week, so, so don't worry about the details. All of that to say, we believe something powerful happens. We believe that the windows of heaven can be opened up when you and I, corporately as a body, will designate one day a month, the first Monday of the month, to say, God, we are putting you first. So I'll talk through the details of that next week. Don't worry about that. Number five, what does 09 look like? It looks like us keeps open. Number five, we got to keep soap. And you'll notice the new reading guides uh, that we put in your bulletin. You guys, these are fancy, aren't they? I mean, they even smell good. Listen, at Next Level Church, we're committed to all of the handouts smelling good. Both sides. You'll notice on here that a couple of times there's a white, it's in white. That designates the first day of the first Monday of the month that we pray and fast together. So, so that's in there. But our reading, listen, if you've never soaked before, seriously. You gotta, you gotta do this. This is a great time to jump in. At Next Level Church, we make it so easy to read God's word and apply it to your life simply by following the reading guide. So, so no guilt, no condemnation. Just get on board. I lead a once a month soap connection group uh, at Panera Bread on uh, one of the Saturday mornings of the month. I don't even know when it is, but it's on my calendar, so I'll be there at 8.30. But anyway, uh, we had our first one a couple Saturdays ago, and at the end of the group, this one person in our group looked at all of us, and they had never even opened their Bible before, never even read or tried to apply, you know, it just or they had, but it hadn't worked. And this person looked at us at the end of it, and, and they said, this is way easier than I thought. And I'm like, yes, it is. I'm telling you. So you guys, get soaping, man. I'm telling you, it will, God will speak to your heart. It's huge. Number six, what does 2009 looks like? look like? It looks like serving opportunities inside Next Level Church. Here's what we know. We firmly believe that one of the greatest joys in life is found when we get beyond ourselves and serve somebody else. Around here, we've got incredible opportunities to serve on a weekly and a monthly basis. See, here's what we think. We believe that the people on the field celebrate the hardest when the victories are won. Oh, sure, the fans have fun. Oh, sure, the fans get rowdy and get crazy. But you know who celebrates the hardest when the victories won? The players on the field. Why? Because they're a part of the process. They're a part of making it happen. So here's what we think. At Next Level Church, baby, serving is where it's at. I'm telling you, if you're not serving, you are missing out on an amazing opportunity to see God give you a win, to change someone's life right before your eyes. Outside of Next Level Church, what does 09 look like? Okay, well, first of all, in April, we are working on, I'm going to go ahead and use the phrase top secret because I think it's just that good. That we're working on a creative opportunity for, to position you and I to reach our neighborhoods and our workplaces like never before. And again, I could tell you right now, but that would, that's a breach of security, people. I'm not willing to risk that. Because see, Burger King or Chick-fil-A will grab a hold of our idea and then they'll take it and then it'll be like, oh, that church copied them. Oh, no. I'm just telling you, April, get ready. The whole month of April, it's going to be like, come on. 
shot. Wait for it. Up. It's that good. In May, the ARC has approached us. They want us to host another church planter's residency. So we'll have probably a dozen or so church planters in the pre-launch phase who will come and spend a week with us and, and learn from us. In July, we're going to be hosting our Access Granted event as well, where existing pastors and their spouses can come in from across the country and spend a weekend with us and, and train and learn and, and grow. The guys mentioned the book in just the last couple of weeks of the book being out. We're already getting reports from church planners and pastors across the country that that book is just speaking to their hearts and just they're, they're taking their teams through it. So, so that's an incredible opportunity. Here's one for you. About 10 or 11 months ago, God allowed us to, to come into relationship with an amazing pastor couple up in Orlando. And God started to knit our hearts together. And, and the more we started to talk, the more we started to connect. They came down for access granted in August. And the more God started to knit our hearts together, the more we started to realize that our visions really line up just in parallel, just incredible. So there's actually a group of about 12 12 key leaders from that church in Orlando that are here in service right now with us. And in September, we're going to be, for the next several months, we're going to be coming alongside of them, partnering with this church to transition that church so that by September the 13th, we can relaunch that church as Next Level Church of Orlando. Come on. You guys, it's happening. It's happening. I love it. I'm so fired up. We want to take two missions trips. Next year, we're looking at some missions trip that would be close, like the Dominican Republic or Mexico. And then late next year, we're working on a trip that would go to Kenya, Africa, to train leaders and train pastors and work with these guys who are on the front lines of world missions. Which, by the way, let me say this. If you've never been on a, on a missions trip, been out of the country for Jesus' sake, you need to pray about going. You need to pray about going to Mexico or to the DR or to Africa. Because it will absolutely give you a perspective on the move of God on our planet that you, you, you don't even know. It, it's, I'm, just, I'm just saying. See, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16 that he would build his church. And the gates of hell would not prevail against it. And can I tell you guys something? Here at Next Level Church, we believe that. We believe That no matter what happens in the economy, God is still on the throne. We believe that no matter what happens in the world around us, that God is still in control. And so, yes, as we look around our world today, we realize and we recognize that there are a whole lot of things to be uneasy about, to feel uncertain about. But can I tell you this morning, Next Level Church is not one of them. I believe that God has laid the foundation over the first seven years of our church for such a time as this. To impact our community, to impact this region of the country, to impact the state of Florida, to impact the United States of America, to the ends of the earth. God has positioned Next Level Church for such a time as this. And you're a part of it. What are we going to do in 09? We're going to spend our 2009 as a church advancing a message of hope to the people around us who are desperate for it right now. I think about a guy who's in his mid-20s who started coming to our church about eight weeks ago whose life was turned upside down and not headed in the right direction and he came in and just in a short eight-week period of time his life has been turned upside down in the right way. And he's found hope. When given the opportunity to join connection groups a few weeks ago, he joined six. 
See, he found hope. I think about another guy who's in his early 30s who was addicted to drugs last summer but started coming to Next Level Church and today is clean and sober and serving in one of our environments. He found hope. I think about a married couple that had the divorce papers signed who came to one of our Married Connect events last year and ripped up those papers and are doing better than ever. They found hope. I think about a mom of two kids who moved here from Ohio a couple of years ago and had had a bad experience with church and had pretty well been burnt out on the whole deal. But now today, because of us, because of Next Level Church, she's plugged in, she's locked in, and she's loving God more than she ever has before. She's found hope. I think about a young girl who attended a SOAP connection group who's never understood the Word of God in her life. And because of a simple strategy called SOAP, she now is reading and applying the Bible every day to her life. She's finding the hope that's found in the Word of God. I think about the next generation. And how last Wednesday night I had a 17-year-old young man pull me aside before youth ministry. And he said, Pastor Matt, I just got to tell you, I was at the youth retreat last weekend. And I cannot get away from from this sense in my heart that God is calling me into full-time ministry. See, that young man not only found hope, he wants to be hope in his generation. And I think about my eight-year-old son who two weeks ago in the morning came running into my bathroom and he said, Daddy, Daddy, I think God spoke to my heart while I was laying in bed. And he takes out his little green camouflage Bible and he opens it up to the verse that he felt like God spoke to him and he read it to me. My eight-year-old son is learning to find hope in the word of God because of this church. And as a parent, I have hope because of what God's doing in this place. See, We believe that the local church is like no other entity on the face of the planet. We believe that when we come together like this, that we become this amazing, tangible, visible expression of the body of Christ. That when we come together under the banner of a local church and choose to act now, we believe we can truly change the world one life at a time. So this morning, I want to close in prayer. I want us to pray for our church. But before we do, I want to ask each of us a question. Because, you know, it's great that we're all a part of a local church, and it's great to have a place like this. Fantastic. But here's the thing. When you study the Bible, you know what you actually discover? You discover that it's possible to be a part of a local church like this. Matter of fact, your entire life, but still not be a part of the family of God. Because, see, being a part of a church like this, that's organizational. But being a part of a family, the family of God, that's relational. And the Bible makes it very clear that the only way to be a part of the family of God is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. So this morning as we close, I want to ask each of us a question. Are you a part of the family of God? Are you? Are you? Not just the the local church part, which is cool. Are you a part of the family of God? 
Have you been adopted in as a son or daughter of God? Because if not, I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. Matter of fact, can we bow our heads all across this room? And if you're listening today, pause right where you are. And I want us to search our own hearts. Where, where are you? Are you negative eight? Are, are you on zero today? Because if you're on zero or you're in the negative spiritually and you know what I'm talking about, this is your moment in the stillness of this moment right here. This is an opportunity for you to move across that line, to put your faith in Jesus and become a part of the family of God. Well, how do we do that? Well, the Bible says that very simply, number one, we have to acknowledge that we're a sinner. In other words, when left to our own devices, when left to our own choices, we usually choose the wrong thing. That's sin. The Bible says if we'll just acknowledge that we are that and then believe that the reason Jesus came was to fix that. The reason Jesus came to die on the cross was so that you and I could know what it is to be forgiven of that wrongdoing, that sin. And then very simply just give expression to that or, or confess that. And so this morning, if that's you, if you've never come across that line of faith and been included in the family of God, or maybe you did at one time, but you've wandered away from God, I want to give you an opportunity to respond right now, right where you're seated. If that's you, would you just simply slip your hand up? I'm not going to embarrass you or, or call you out. Awesome. Thank you. Wow. Awesome. Great. Anybody else across this room, you just take a second and say, Matt, that's me, man. I, I just need you. I just need, that's me. Awesome. Great. Anybody else? This is your chance. This is your moment. Great, thanks. Yes, yes. Yes, anybody else? Well, Father, on behalf of so many right now who lifted their hand as a, as a confession, as an outward expression of what you're doing in their heart, I pray today that you would help us, Lord, because we just acknowledge that we're sinners. We acknowledge that we failed you and that there's distance between us and you. But God, right now, in the stillness of this moment, we just come across that line. We move from zero to one or from negative eight to one. We make that jump. We put our faith in you, and we thank you that what you did on the cross was payment for our sin. And Jesus, we just confess you as our Lord and our Savior. We give you control of our life, God. Help us from this moment on to not live our life for ourselves any longer, but to live our life for you and through you because of you. Lord, thanks for accepting us in the family of God. And now, Lord, together, corporately as a body, we join our voices in prayer. We join our hearts in prayer, seated right where we are. And we thank you for Next Level Church. We thank you that seven years ago, there were two college guys and a young 20-something couple with an 18-month-old who took a risk and decided to act now. Jesus, thank you that all of that has simply been a foundation for where we find ourselves today. That though, Lord, we may look around the world and the culture and, and things may look dark. God, in here, with our eyes on you, things are bright. The future looks bright. There is hope. And that hope is Jesus. Father, would you use us in the coming year to minister and be a beacon of hope and light to the world around us. Jesus, would you find us trustworthy with children? Would you find us trustworthy with teenagers' souls? Would you find us trustworthy with marriages and single people in our connection groups? God, would you find us trustworthy with pastors and church planters of up-the-middle churches across the country that you would give us an opportunity to influence and impact? 
you give us an opportunity to take this message of hope to the ends of the earth in 2009. Jesus, thanks for trusting us. Thanks for putting us in a body called Next Level Church. Give us the courage to act now. And everybody said, Amen.